Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects, vast and cool and unsympathetic, regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Welcome to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. Thank you for joining us this morning, this afternoon, tonight, whenever and wherever you're listening around the world as we broadcast on the Fringe FM and the Fringe FM app, among many others. Our website, if you'd like to catch the show after it airs, you can subscribe to the archives so that you can download and stream the broadcast, all of the shows, Take them with you and listen when you have the time to do so. www.thesecretteachings.info And on the website you will also find, if you subscribe, our montage archive. And for yearly subscribers, a physical copy of one of my books, Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, or The Technological Elixir. They have been completely gone through with a fine-tooth comb for grammatical issues and with new editions. They are not too different than the old editions, but they've been gone over with a fine-tooth comb and they have been really solidified into uh, something I'm very proud of. So you can get a book for free when you subscribe to the archive for a year or you can grab a copy of one of the books separately. Digital or physical copies are available on the website When you buy a book, when you subscribe, it supports this show, and it is the only thing that allows us to do this show five nights a week, Monday through Friday. That's Monday through Friday on The Fringe with a special Saturday morning show over there on another network. That is the only thing that keeps us on air sincerely, so please subscribe, please grab a book. If you have any questions or comments or any concerns, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. And check out other ways to support us, including our Pro One Water affiliate sponsorship. The link for that is on the website and Patreon, where you can find behind-the-scenes content and let us know what you want to see, and we will create that content. So this is the month of Halloween, and October is also the month back in 2009-2010 that I first set foot into a radio station. I didn't start radio then. I did speak that day. But I was in the radio station for a, a documentary. And uh, my viewpoints, you know, at that time, fresh out of high school, were your mainline standard educational, you know, view with an interest in things that were fringe, things that were paranormal, things that were ufology related, things that weren't really tolerated, of course, in the mainline quote-unquote educational or as some call it indoctrination institutions of what we call, you know, public or even I had gone to a private school, uh, public and private schooling. So, you know, as I got into radio, as most of you know, I I ended up taking over a a show for uh, someone else on a uh, local college radio station in Winter Park, Florida, just outside of Orlando. And in the process, I found myself with uh, two hours of airtime and a bunch of uh, that airtime that didn't have uh, you know dedicated airspace for music, I had to fill it with my thoughts, my viewpoints. And that developed 
into the secret teachings today. We've been on air for, well, I've been on air about 10 years. The secret teachings has been on air for over eight, going on nine years. And professionally, we've been doing this for about five years. And at the beginning of our journey, we uh, had uh, callers who would call in because we started in live radio with callers, and we're going to be getting back to that again soon, hopefully. We used to uh, have uh, people come in the studio uh, there at WPRK. They've now completely gotten rid of the studio. The last time I went back there, they had bulldozed it pretty much and replaced uh, the studio somewhere else, moved it somewhere else. Um, We used to have people come in and uh, hang out with us, uh, do the show early in the morning. Uh, A good friend of mine at the time, uh, his name was Nick. Uh, He was in uh, into the real estate game in Orlando and he used to like to just do radio in general. And he was interested in space and things like that. And, and then another, uh, another uh, listener of the show who had listened to the show before I was even, you know, hosting a show on that network. Uh, his name was Mike D. He was a big listener of the show before he listened to my show. And we con- he contacted me. We talked. And he ended up coming into studio. And Mike and I have been friends now for, oh, wow, it's about, about, probably about 10 years now. It's a long time. Mike is here with us tonight. And I thought, Mike, we could, uh, we could discuss something, you know, this weekend – uh, the Dune movie came out, and uh, its its opening day grossed seventeen plus million dollars. And I was listening to the radio uh, on Friday, and they were saying that this was the next Star Wars, this was the next big movie, the next big blockbuster franchise. And uh, I can tell you right now, I haven't seen Dune, but I, um, you know, I, I'm always skeptical of these kinds of reviews, though I I think. That you know, we have an interest collectively and individually in you know movies like Dune and Star Wars, not just for the archetypes and the symbols, but because you know humans have this this desire to reach out to the stars, to reach out to the heavens, and to find that which is beyond ourselves—a a higher power, a higher calling, a you know a higher purpose—and that was always at the foundation of 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 what I you know considered to be my inspiration for doing radio. And bringing it full circle 10 years later, in fact, the first uh, fictional book I picked up um, when I was living uh, there next to the radio station, I picked up the book Dune, and I, and I never got to finish reading it. But um, I don't know, it all, it all comes together for this month of Halloween. Mike D. is with us. And, you know, that that UAP report that came out earlier this year, people were expecting that to, I guess, kind of be like the Dune of UFO disclosure, and it didn't really tell us anything that we hadn't heard in the past, that there's so much about ufology and there's so much about what even NASA has acknowledged existing beyond our planet. It's really astounding that the subject of ufology or the subject of alien life is still reduced to the laughing stock that it is or to the fictional accounts that we see in movies like Dune. Mike, welcome to the show. Any thoughts on that? Hey, Ryan, good to be here. Um, yeah, agreed. I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. There's so much disinformation out there. Um, so much just, uh, and it's coming from all over. It's coming from people that, um, from the new age side, it's coming from network TV, of course, from discovery channel, from the history channel. Um, it's coming from, of course, our own government. Um, you know, where you've got ex CIA guys, uh, coming out of the closet saying they've got the, the truth. It's just, it's, it's craziness. 
No, those are all absolutely excellent points. That's the thing that disturbs me and bothers me, but it also bothers me and disturbs me that a lot of those things, whether it's, you know, so-called whistleblowers or it's, you know, documentaries on television, a lot of those, those things are, they're based on something real. They're just taken, you know, out of context and whether that's done to embellish, you know, an, an idea or a, or a, you know, a fact to, to make money or to, you know, to be heard and to be listened to or, you know, to get good ratings, or if it's done intentionally to mislead and disinform people, it still has the same effect of discrediting and kind of defaming uh, this area of research. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like 80-20, you know, 80% truth in there mixed with 20% lies. That just totally distorts. But that 20% distorts the whole topic and then leads people down rabbit holes that are that are useless, you know, to the, to the main fact of the matter. And it's just... Um, like you said, it's just, you know, it's 2021, right? And we still haven't gotten the truth. What did you think? Let me go back to this. I was talking about it a lot last week. I've gotten back into studying, reading, researching about UFOs a little bit more. And um, I was talking about the so-called UAP report, the preliminary assessment on unidentified aerial phenomena. And uh, it was something that before it came out, you know, I said on the show it was going to probably be pretty vague. It's going to kind of be a whitewash, and it wasn't going to tell us anything more than we already knew. And people immediately took it when it came out, and they were like, look, the government finally acknowledged that these craft were a threat or a potential threat to national security. And I'm sitting there thinking, have you never heard of the, the UFOs that have deactivated nuclear missiles? Have you never heard of the UFOs that have more than incurred on some naval ships UFOs that find secretive military installations in the U.S., the U.K., the former Soviet Union, and they, you know, intrude in that airspace, and they, and they, they in some cases, like I said, they de- they've deactivated nuclear weapons, or in one case in the Ukraine, they activated in the pre-launch sequence these nuclear weapons, and and this stuff was back in the during the Cold War and before, so the government has considered these things to be a threat to national security for a very very long time. This report told us virtually nothing. And yet all that other evidence and proof just kind of falls to the wayside and is just considered like this fictitious fantasy that wasn't in the official report, so it must not be true. That bothers me, man. Oh, yeah. I think for the most part, though, um, um, the vast majority of polls, uh, people do believe that we're not alone, you know. Um, But maybe we've been groomed for that, you know, through the yeah. TV shows and movies, of course. But, uh, the, the, the situation is so complicated that in my opinion, from, from my research, I mean, I, I think there's totally, of course, different groups, um, with different agendas that, you know, you can't really point out one group as being like, let's just say, you know, there's a plane overhead and there's a bunch of people in the plane you can't just point at the plane and say, oh, everybody on that plane is bad or everybody on that plane is good because there's going to be a mixture of people on that plane. And you don't know for, for a fact, you know, what their true intentions are, what their agendas are. That's I think that's the same thing about UFOs and these different, uh, these different species of aliens that we don't, you know, I personally don't know 
the agendas of these beings, you know. Pleiadians. I know that, of course, they're here. Uh, Of course, they've been here for a long time. They're underneath the seas. They're in the mountains. Which groups, what races, I I don't know. I mean, there's purportedly uh, 150 to 200 different species of these things documented from, you know, KGB, ex-KGB, uh, information, which again could be disinfo. So the whole, the whole UFO thing is convoluted. It's convoluted. Just think, no, there's two facts. They're here, right? And they've been here for a long time. And that's, that's what we can positively say on it. And, and here's another fact, you know, going back to project blue book book, which a lot of people have, have heard of, um, you know, that report determined that 90% of, you know, the 12,000 or so cases that were analyzed, and we're going to go beyond this in a moment. I know this is stale for a lot of listeners, a lot of you listening around the world, but 90% of those uh, cases analyzed were basically hoaxes, they were explainable aerial phenomena, or they were natural astronomical objects. 10%, however, officially were considered legitimate. They were completely unexplained, and they didn't fall into any category, so the government just kind of shelved those. What they really don't tell you about Blue Book is that Blue Book was an extension of other government projects, including Project Sign, which was the first U.S. Air Force investigation into the nature and substance of the UFO-UAP phenomena. And then after that came Project Grudge, which began, uh, began operating just at the end of Project Sign, um, and then that led into Project Blue Book. And it's really interesting. Um, if you look at some of the, the research and some of the information that was gathered during Project Grudge, uh, one of the reports from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, of course, supposedly one of the locations of the, of the infamous Roswell debris uh, from the numerous Roswell crashes, because there were multiple ones near Roswell, uh, it said, quote, such a civilization might observe that on Earth we now have atomic bombs and are fast developing rockets. In view of the past history of mankind, they should be alarmed. We should therefore expect at this time above all to behold such visitations. This was a government report from 1949. So the government was aware of this. And in fact, they were expecting the presence of UFOs or UAPs, which is very similar to what some of the scientists working on the Manhattan Project, had speculated that the detonation of an atomic bomb would alert something to human or earthly presence or intelligent you know, presence on planet Earth. So this has been going on for a very, very long time. It's not something new. And when you get into the details of it, you realize the government has not only more of an interest than they lead on, but they've done some serious investigation to the point where in official government records, you know, unless all of it's completely fabricated, you know, they've referred to these beings as coming from other dimensions. Again, this is official government record. So when you look at all this stuff and, and you see that these UFO UAPs are usually centered around atomic energy installations, according to one uh, U.S. Air Force report back in 1949, um, I don't know if they're all evil aliens because they seem to be interested in monitoring and in some cases stopping the usage of not only nuclear weapons but nuclear energy in its entirety but then again you have others that might be giving that technology to mankind so going back to your point of course you can't just say like some of these ufo gurus you know that all ufos all aliens are good in the same way that you can't say that they're all bad and i think either direction really is is a disservice to the field of ufology and other related subjects. 
Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, you don't need Drake's equation for common sense that we're not alone uh, in this universe, in this galaxy, in this solar system. I mean, if you want to, if you want to start researching things and asking questions way beyond the UFO topic, why don't you ask a question is how come when uh, NASA and, um, JPL sends back pictures of these planets where you use these YouTube videos, like stunning pictures of Saturn and you watch the video and you're just like, that, that, that picture sucks. My camera, my phone <laughs> camera can take a better picture. I, I, how come we still don't have clear pictures of even Venus, even that Russian probe that went down, like uh, took pictures like 10 years ago. Uh, they, they doctor these photos. We still don't know. I mean, we kind of know a little bit what Mars looks like, but we didn't, even in the eighties and nineties, they were showing pictures of Mars with like a dark red sky. When in reality, it looks like Arizona. Yeah. That's, that's so kind of oh, go ahead, Mike. So, I mean, that's one of the questions you need to ask. What are they hiding? What are they not? Why are they showing? Why are they not showing us, you know, what these planets actually look like in our own solar system? I'm sure they've got pictures of planets, uh, outside of our solar system. Uh, that's our clear definition you know, pictures of what these other planets look like. They're just hiding. Uh, I mean, and it's, you know, it's basically for control. They don't want to show us uh, these, these, these pictures, even of, of planets right next to us, you know. Well, it's, it's funny. It's ridiculous. Fun- yeah, yeah. It's funny you're, say- you're saying that because, you know, I was reading a little bit about Roswell this week uh, in relationship to some other UFO reports. And uh, there was a Brigadier General, Thomas Dubo- uh, Dubose or Dubose, who confirmed in an affidavit that the weather balloon explanation was a cover story to divert attention from the press. And, you know, I was thinking about that and, you know, it's like just because, uh, you know, someone writes something like that in the military doesn't mean that, you know, that's any more true than the fact that the government reported the RAAF reported they found a flying saucer. I thought a lot of that is very, very, um, it's very much like, you know, just PR. It's some kind of psychological operation that they're, there's something more to all of this, maybe to get people to believe in things that aren't true and then to discredit the things that are true. I mean, that implies that there's some larger governmental conspiracy. I mean, either way you slice it, there are things that are going on beyond our planet, on our planet, on you know planets that are, that are close to ours. And you talk about photographic evidence. I mean, you're, you're right, Mike. You look at some of the colored images of the moon. The moon in some places has a red tint. The moon in some places has green, what looks like vegetation. And in fact, uh, you know, Norman uh, R. Berggren, the guy who wrote Ringmakers of Saturn, have you seen that book? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he's got colored photographs of, of Saturn, uh, and there are these, what he calls, basically giant electromagnetic vehicles that are like multiple times the size of planet Earth. And if you start going into, because I've done this, I've gone into some of the NASA jpl uh photographic um you know archives and you could find these same photographs and similar photographs of these giant cylindrical objects i call them rods next to the moon uh next to the sun next to mars i mean this is official photography they just don't show you this in the news all they show you is the guy hotel memo the uap report and then they drag out the marcel story from roswell meanwhile there's such an abundance of evidence that shows us there's not just a question that can be answered on the subject of UFOs, but things that go way beyond unidentified flying objects. And we're going to look into more of that 
when we come back from break here on The Secret Teachings. In fact, a number of people, including a uh, former uh, 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 major in the military, uh, in the Marine Corps, a naval aviator, a guy by the name of Kehoe, who I'm sure many of you know, you know, acknowledged that in the 50s, the government knew, the Air Force knew about giant spaceships orbiting or operating near our planet. Even if you don't believe his version of events, others confirmed them through the CIA and through investigative reporting. In fact, astronomers also found that there were giant objects orbiting the Earth back in the 1950s. And it just goes on and on and on and on from there. It's absolutely fascinating, and it's something I want to get into more detail tonight with my good friend and long-term co-host, Mike D., here, the anniversary month of The Secret Teachings Approaching Halloween on The Fringe FM. There's more after this. Stay with us. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is The Secret Teachings Radio on The Fringe FM. If you enjoy The Secret Teachings and want to hear more while supporting the show, visit the website, thesecretteachings.info, and subscribe to our show archive. As a yearly subscriber, you can download and stream every show after it airs and get access to the digital versions of each one of Ryan's books. The show offers weekly and monthly subscriptions, or for $50 a year, get access to the archive, montages, and digital books at a discounted price. Just visit thesecretteachings.info and click on the donate button at the top of the page. Your subscription supports The Secret Teachings, The Fringe FM, and you. Alex My name is Alex Exum, and you're listening to The Fringe FM. People ask me every day what they can do to take control of their life in the face of an onslaught of misleading information and outright lies. I always tell them to take control of what they put in their body, including clean water. I personally used a Pro One water filter long before the company became Pro One. And after a few years, I decided to get an affiliate program set up for the show. Here's how it works. Visit our website at www.thesecretteachings.info and click on the Pro One water filter link on the slider bar at the top of the page. Whatever you purchase on their website, we get a small percentage. It's an honest and beneficial way to support the secret teachings and yourself. They've got water filters for the kitchen, dorm room, and even shower heads so things like chlorine don't become vaporized in the hot shower and inhaled. They make a great gift for yourself, your family, or your friends, and especially a great gift around the holy days. Just visit www.thesecretteachings.info, click on the banner, support Pro One, and support the secret teachings five nights a week on The Fringe FM. your host Ryan Gable and you are tuned into the Secret Teachings Radio broadcasting on the Fringe FM our website www.thesecretteachings.info the music tonight by White Bat Audio check them out on YouTube if you'd like to contact the Secret Teachings email us at rdgable at yahoo.com if you have questions for me or my good friend and long term co-host Mike D who is also on the line with us 
Now, the other day on the uh, 18th of October, I saw an article about uh, these Saturn ringmakers referencing the Norman Berggren book. And the article suggested that these uh, these objects that were photographed next to Saturn, uh, you know, they were larger than Earth. And this is all according to an ex-Lockheed, ex-NASA scientist. And so I clicked on the article thinking this is a new story. And it just took us back to the Ringmakers of Saturn book. And it's it's an okay article, I guess, but it doesn't necessarily give us any more information that's that's new. It just tells us something that's old and it rebrands it as something new, which is also something that's done, you know, in the YouTube and the social media world, taking something old and not just presenting it as if, you know, hey, you've never heard this, check this out, presenting it as if it's new by just kind of manipulating people's perception. And that's just I think an unfortunate result of, you know, the way in which uh, our minds have been molded through social media and instant gratification and, you know, headlines and propaganda. We get we get rid of all that and we can find that there's a tremendous amount of evidence all around us. We don't need UAP reports. We don't even necessarily need the Roswell story. You know, those are things we hear about all the time that can absolutely show, demonstrate, prove that there certainly is a presence on planet Earth and beyond planet Earth, perhaps from another dimension, as that famous memorandum 6751 suggested. And these things, these intelligent creatures, whatever they are, they're interested in both preventing things like nuclear proliferation, going back to the deactivation of nuclear missiles during the Cold War, to uh, interfering in you know routine military uh, actions. It's it's something that's kind of hard to put our finger on. It's hard to really figure out exactly what's going on. Uh, but these are some of the things I wanted to discuss tonight, especially because, you know, the movie Dune came out this weekend, uh, and the movie Dune is supposed to be this huge, uh, you know, blockbuster like Star Wars. It made 17 or so million dollars on opening day. And, uh, you know, it's it's about, you know, space and other planets and aliens, and it's you got the classical archetypes in it. But, you know... We don't need to go to the theater even to see. I mean, I'm going to go see Dune for sure, but it's, I don't need to go to the theater to see, you know, something like that uh, play out in a fictional setting because I, I think a lot of what you see in Star Wars, a lot of what you see in science fiction is kind of just based on reality or at, very, at the very least based on, you know, rumors and stories and, and mythos from, you know, the, the field of ufology and other similar fields. Um, I don't know. That's my thoughts. Uh, Mike D is with us. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. Uh, Mike, where would you like to take us tonight? Do you have any comments on that? Any thoughts? Well, um, I mean, if you look at it, the military is 30 to 50 years more advanced technology than what we actually have in civilian life. So um, let's just say that back in the 40s, maybe even earlier, you know, they had these craft and they were able to, um, you know, build them up, re-engineer them again. And, familiar with some of this technology that people say that we have from these quantum trip chips to these LED right lights that we uh, actually got that technology from downcraft. Um, so if they're more advanced, uh, military 30 to 50 years, then just with the, the phone in your hand right now or in your pocket, what does that look like in 30 years? You know, I mean, if that's the case, then I mean, they had that in the nineties. Yeah, we're just so, we're so behind, you know, we're so behind a wall here that, um, 
you know, but thank God for researchers out there, uh, for, uh, especially the good ones who, uh, you know, are, uh, doing it for the right reasons and, and doing the, the, the good work. Uh, we see little snippets of what possibly could be the truth, you know, but we are just behind the eight ball here, you know, and like you said, you know, good, bad, uh, indifferent for sure. Now who is actually, you know, in these gov- world governments in cahoots with, are they interdimensional? Are they, you know, what are they? We do, uh, you know, from my own research, I do think control of this planet, uh, is off world. And, uh, I do think that these rituals, these people say like, um, you know, it's the, the devil or Lucifer. I don't think so at all. I think they're actually worshiping some type of, uh, alien interdimensional deity of some sorts. Um, but you know that's just my take. <laughs> well, what what do you think of the uh, the old story of the serpent on the tree? You know, there's another interpretation of that serpent in the Garden of Eden that the serpent, like Prometheus, was trying to free man from the shackles that God had placed man in. And it's like there's an there's the the interpretation that the serpent is evil. There's the interpretation that the serpent is a necessary evil. There's the occult view that the nakedness of Adam and Eve was really the awakening of consciousness, which is not a bad thing. Uh, that relates to God consciousness. And then there's the other interpretation that the serpent is actually this this creature that uh, should be worshipped because he gave man this material power. And then there's the other interpretation, the other side of that, that the serpent was actually the good guy, and that whatever we call God in the Bible wasn't the real God, that it was some more more extraterrestrial God, and it was mimicking God, you know, kind of like Cortez did when he came to, you know, the Aztec Empire and pretended to be like, you know, like others had been, tried to, you know, mimic uh, the, the religious beliefs of those people. What do you think about that? I mean, I, I've been reading a lot about it. I don't particularly buy the entire ancient alien uh, Eric von Daniken, Zachariah Sitchin's story. I know a lot of it was kind of embellished and stretched, but there is an interesting narrative there nonetheless, I think. Yeah, I mean, it could be in parallel with kind of the Dead Sea Scrolls where um, you've got all this extra information and stories that were basically left out of the Bible, you know. Um, and, of course, you have Enoch, the story of Enoch and uh, Ezekiel. Mm-hmm. Um uh, all the stuff going back to what seems to be um, uh, extraterrestrial kind of stories. Um, so yeah, I think totally. Just getting back to the snake too. Yeah, definitely the snake. Again, again, we're confused. Again, the, the information is 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 confusing because yet the snake is good, the snake is bad. You know, the snake is entwined with your DNA. It's just, <laughs> you know. Um, some people are born kind of with a tail, you know, have that backbone tail, snake tail that comes out. Yep. A lot of people have no backbone. <laughs> oh, yeah, very true. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's so, like I said, it's very confusing. It's very confusing, but you know, you have to, like you said, yeah, I mean, you have to do your own research and come up with your own kind of viewpoints. And, um, I mean, like I said, you know, we're kind of behind the eight ball here because, you know, like you said in the beginning, we've been covering this stuff for years and uh, never in the history of us doing the show have I seen such world events 
beyond paranormal, strange uh, things going on right now is just uh, it's, it's craziness, man. It's craziness. Well, you know what? If we were doing this on the Dark Matter Radio Network, they would tell us it's not paranormal enough. There aren't enough Bigfoots. Right, exactly. We've got children being transferred um, to military bases in the dead of night, illegal uh, immigrant children, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like, what is going on here, man? It's just... um, Oh, I know. And then you've got, you know, a fake White House across the street from the real White House, a fake set. I thought that was totally made up, and then the mainstream media even reported on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. The guy likes using a fake stage set, you know? And likes actually like doing town hall meetings where he's standing there with his two fists. He looks like uh, Beavis and Butthead holding his, his fists. <laughs> like he's standing at a podium, but there's no podium there. He's clenching his fists with his elbows tucked in by his side, and his, he's got his fists. He's got his hands clenched. I was like, what kind of what kind of stance? What kind of stance is that? What is going on here, dude? And then he um, just like Trump. He uh, negates the declassification of JFK um, assassination files, citing national security again, just like Trump mm-hmm. did. Like Trump released some information on JFK's assassination, but it was all again all the good stuff was blacked out. And again, he uh, he he does the same thing. So it's a clown world, man. Oh, it absolutely is a clown world, a clown world, buddy. But let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Let's go back to those uh, giant vehicles from the ringmakers of Saturn. Maybe this whole thing, this whole book, is just uh, meant to mislead the public. But not a lot of people know about it. Do you know about it? And what do you think about these giant, so-called vehicles that have uh, been photographed near Saturn? And then I would also add to that they've also been photographed near the Sun. Uh, near Mars, and uh, well, I guess right around uh, you know our planet, around the Moon. Right. Yeah. What's mind-boggling to me about that, especially the, some of these pictures that I've seen, the research of these vehicles uh, by the Sun, um, actually with um, tentacles, or uh, looks like that that are oh that being refu- injected that refueling yeah one yeah. Yes. And I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> the Sun, <laughs> the Sun is very very hot. <laughs> <laughs> How is that vehicle or whatever that is able to withstand the sun's radiation well, see, and heat? It's just I know I know how they did that, Mike. Would you like to Would you like to hear? Go ahead, shoot, shoot, Wilcock. They made that spaceship out of the same material that they made the passports uh, for the nine eleven hijackers. It just yeah, there you go. Burns up and they find it on the ground. Yeah, apparently, yeah, it can look, withstand yeah, the sun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> here they are, right here. Look, folks. Not even, not even scarred. No, not no stain. No, no burn marks. Nothing. Nope. Just no, there on the street. FBI agent just happens to pick it up. But no, you're right. Go, go ahead yeah. and go back to that because that that was a very bizarre video. That giant. I mean, that was a long time ago too. That big object, kind of circular, looks like a giant ship from Independence Day comes right up to the yeah. sun and then it like attaches and then detaches and shoots away. NASA's like, yeah, that yeah. there, that's a, that's a hair on the camera. Yeah, I don't think so. It's one of those hydro creatures in your bloodstream. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on the hydro. We'll have to go. But, but you know what? The tentacles. You know you what, know? though? If you go hey, back. I have a question for you. I have a question yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop me and go if ahead. Go ahead. Is- if someone is vaccinated and they have these, these, these things in their system, right? 
if you have unprotected sex with said um, vaccinated person, do those things um, able to get into your body from uh, unprotected sex? Okay, so you're like the the the, the sixth or seventh person who's asked me that, um, <laughs> and I'm not joking. Um, I don't know, I don't know, but I w- see. My argument is because when you ha- when you look at the Hydra, which I think the the Hydra, you know, that we've seen in some of these videos and these pictures, I think some of that stuff is manufactured, made up, is disinfo disinfo misinformation. Some of it's real, and I think the self assembling. Uh, the fibers, the little cubes, and the and the tentacle-looking things. I think it's a micro nano technology, uh, some kind of bot. I think it relates to Morgellons, and I think it has some connection, some relationship to um, you know, like a self-assembling system uh, that's kind of like uh, you know, self-assembling matter, and it might have a connection to smart dust and neural dust. And I think that whole system is being constructed to house an artificial intelligence. So I feel that the only way to combat that is through, you know, pure, call it God-centered, uh, but pure consciousness. So even if you have those things, these technological things, I feel like consciousness is one of the best ways to avoid it. That and also just, you know, don't, don't you know, put yourself into positions where you, you think you might be contaminated <laughs> i don't know right. I, I think consciousness is the best way to avoid it but that also doesn't mean like well i have god on my side so i'm going to walk down a dark alley at night and i won't get mugged god doesn't help you in dark alleys at night you know god doesn't help you if you're flashing some hundred dollar bills in the ghetto you're probably going to get robbed and stabbed raped shot something like that so conscious but you know conscious awareness that's just my thought i don't know but that also yeah, relates to yeah, aliens I, too I, I, I don't know go ahead yeah, I, I think in uh, maybe one to three years from now, we'll see the full repercussions of um, the uh, kill shot. So, um, you know, but that's all. But that but that kind of ties into uh, the alien topic because of just the transhumanism involved with it. Certainly, um, certainly does. I mean, it, I, I wonder if one of these... Uh, entities that we're in cahoots with is actually trying to get humanity to go down that route of the transhumanism to get rid of uh, being what what it is to be a human and more of a machine that is, you know, so easily controlled, that can be so easily controlled. Um, More so, you know, if you think we're slaves now, wait until we get into transhumanism and then there's no escaping that you are a total slave. That's you know, it's so, so funny. Some people willingly go into the gas chamber, you know. That's the whole argument that I've made in my uh, my book, The Technological Elixir, exactly that. And, you know, I, I said on uh, radio last week and uh, on uh, Ground Zero, we did a, Clyde and I did a show about black goo and uh, in the, the new James Bond movie, uh, that, you know, eternal physical life extension is eternal spiritual death. So you, you can try and, and you will ultimately absolutely fail to obtain everlasting life on the physical plane. Uh, and if you achieve any uh, element of that, any you know, amount of uh, everlasting life in the physical world, you, you will suffer eternal spiritual damnation as a result of that. So I don't know why people want to remain connected to the physical world. That is, I think that is the, the goal of transhumanists. 
And of course, that brings about a lot of control because it's one thing to control people through psychology. It's another to mechanically, to literally control them. And now, now they're spraying big universities funded by DARPA. They're spraying microchips in the atmosphere officially now. I mean, this stuff has gotten so far out of control. My only conclusion is that I don't think it can be human. I think it really is something from some other world or dimension. Oh, for sure. I was driving yesterday and looked up at the sky and the clouds and the, the cloud, this cloud mass was like nothing I've ever seen before. It was like, it was no cloud. You know, it was a concoction of goo that is just kind of sitting there. I'm just like, and you know, you remember as a kid what clouds, real clouds look like, you know, staring up at the sky. You could see, you know, as a kid, you would like kind of see images in clouds and make out images. These clouds today are nothing like the clouds I've, uh, as a kid. They're just concoctions of heavy metal goo. You know, it's just um, just nastiness. But you can protect yourself from that, you know. But you just have to detox yourself from these heavy metals, and there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. So, But, yeah, you're right. I mean, what is, what is the agenda for mass spraying, you know? They say for the military to bounce off satellites, to block out sun rays for glo- uh, so-called global warming heating uh, it's it's again it's a it's a, a convoluted subject of why they're actually doing it well that's you know that's like everything else that that we see it's you know i, I was thinking in fact i did a show on the uh, again on smart dust and neurograins and things like that somewhat recently and i started the show off by saying that you know it's it's for me to sit here and to read the the article uh, from Mainline News and to read the the scientific reporting um, from the you know whatever it could be in other cases engineering journals on trap bots and things like that it's like the average person is so oblivious to why the cost of gas is rising to almost four dollars a freaking gallon you know they're not aware or concerned for that matter or they don't even believe no matter how much evidence you show them. That kind of technology even exists, let alone that it's being deployed against you like you're some enemy, you know, of, of some alien race. So, you know, people can't even figure out why is gas going up to $4 a gallon? Democrats are doing a great job, you know. Uh, they're not going to figure anything else out beyond that. So, unfortunately, you know, it's left up, it should be left up to the people that, you know, have an open mind and are willing to do do their own research and investigation because other... But then, you know what, Mike... One last thing, I, I just get tired of the, I get tired of the, you know, the fake crap, the fake nonsense, the, the David Wilcock garbage that is just so prolific and it takes legitimate things and it turns them into a joke. And I don't think that's unintentional. Yeah, that's amazing that charlatans like him are out there in abundance, still tricking people, still getting donations, still being cited on, uh, TikTok videos from some people. Uh, He's you know, still being cited as a source. Yeah, he have, I've seen some videos where they cite him as a source for the redheaded giants, um, according to David Wilcock. Uh, I saw, luckily, not a lot from a lot of different videos. I've only seen two or three, but he's still he's still being cited out. He's still out there as 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 a legitimate source, though a, a minority, but still out there. Um, which is sad, but these are the, the same people that, you know, are, are okay with eating um, macaroni and cheese that's been uh, colored yellow by food dye. 
and they're okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the that's the like your homeowners association, right, Mike? You know, you can't give out candy for Halloween at the door, but you can go out into the driveway and do it because that's safer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Let's uh, and uh, also let's uh, you know it, uh, it's not mandatory, but they put a, a note on that um, you know masks are appreciated at the HOA town hall event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are the same people that believe everything on what's what's given to them on TV. You know that masks save lives. <laughs> well, they haven't been saving any lives because apparently things are worse now than they ever have been. I don't even keep up with it anymore. It's like a, a not a sitcom. It's like a you know daytime drama. It's like it's, there's, there'll yeah, be another, there'll be another the, episode the, on tomorrow. I'll catch up later. Yeah, the mass fear that they they do and then drop like oh my gosh, there's a delta wave sweeping India, killing millions, and then all of a sudden there's no talk about it, or the talk about oh Florida is overrun with, with cases. Their hospitals are overrun, and then, um, of course, we have the lowest rates mm-hmm. of infection. Uh, I think we're ranked 47th, 48th um, for lowest lowest amounts of infection in the, in the U.S. Well, here here's so, here's a question for you: Why is it that people are concerned over that? Uh, you know, asymptomatic uh, you know diagnosis of a disease that can't be isolated, but. Uh, they're not concerned about, and, and they're concerned furthermore, you know, in regards to that, of going to your door on Halloween, but they're not too concerned about what's in that uh, little pumpkin basket that you get when you fill it up with candy. That is some scary stuff. Yeah, they're concerned about, exactly, about, you know, but okay with artificial flavors, colors, sweeteners, overabundance of, of sugar. I got uh, organic lollipops for the kids this year. Good um, for you, Mike. That was more, of course, it's more expensive, but I didn't care. I was like, I'm not handing out, I'm not going to hand out garbage. I'm just not going to do it. Um, I'll do the best, the best I can find out there for like a candy for kids is just the organic lollipops. And that's sure it's got sugar in it, but they're small. So it's not a lot, but it's the healthiest thing I could, I could find out there other than like, you know, making things, but I don't have time for that. But the lollipop, yeah. So that's what we're doing this year. Well, good for you. I, I was going to hand out garbage. Um, I decided to go with copies of the David Wilcock book collection uh, r- rather than candy. You, you, you can, uh, well, you can enhance their Halloween outfits by handing out uh, false teeth. Yes, <laughs> the false teeth. Oh, man, I saw, this, I saw this clown on Mike Adams, who I, I used to respect. I don't know if I respect Mike Adams much anymore. I saw him on Mike Adams, and it was like somebody sent me the video, and it was like l- literally less than five minutes into the video he, he, Mike Adams throws it to Wilcock, and Wilcock's like, yeah, ancient aliens, I was on there a hundred times. I was like, "This, you're counting? And, like, I don't even know how many radio shows I've done. This is my show. This guy's counting how many episodes, just because he wants to tell you for credibility, for all the BS that's about to come afterwards. I was on a hundred episodes of Ancient Aliens, so believe me when I tell you that I have insiders. That's what, that's what that is. Yeah, he's like, Lisa, that's his wife. I don't know her name. I just Elizabeth. Lisa, go check the mailbox. See if we got eight, that ancient aliens check. I need that twelve thousand dollars ASAP. <laughs> well, let's get it right. His wife, his wife is Elizabeth, and uh, oh, sorry, he's he's. I didn't, re- I didn't have that committed to memory, dude. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. It shows how obsessed I am with this stuff. <laughs> he yelled. He yelled at her in a couple of those videos. But you know, that's the thing. It's like I can sit here. 
let me give you an example. I read, um, you know, Aliens from Space. Maybe you think it's a, a BS book. Marine Corps Naval Aviator Donald Edward Kehoe, famous uh, uh, former uh, naval officer. And he said that, quote, since 1953, the Air Force had known that giant spaceships were operating near our planet. And, of course, you know, there have been, you know, investigative journalists like Warren Smith who confirmed that story through additional CIA sources that, there have been at least 13 unidentified and enormous satellites or what or you know organic or synthetic natural or otherwise uh, orbiting the planet back in the 1950s uh, and the same uh, was determined by a, an astronomer in 1954 so whether or not you believe that i mean just the the description of the size of these objects massive massive objects um, it kind of, uh, you know, they're smaller, of course, than the Ringmakers of Saturn. Uh, Berggren's book uh, describes the objects next to Saturn, but it nonetheless describes that there are things that you never hear about in the press. You never hear about from, you know, from the average UFO researcher. And there's so much more uh, that is evidence that there is not only life beyond planet Earth, but there is life beyond human life here on planet Earth and around planet Earth. And I think that, you know, that's a, a humbling thing. But when you look at the size of some of these craft and how they're described, that's also pretty spooky. I mean, that's that's something that, you know, you want to read that story around Halloween is pretty scary. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think what's also scary, it's just from, I mean, you, you can see from this whole um uh, scandemic that you can see the what David Ike has been talking about for years you can see the control uh, mechanism the spear of banking corporations religion intelligent agencies uh, this network of them all working together oh yeah and uh, um, to push certain agendas and to also stifle people. Um, it's one big giant network and they're all getting their funding, right? They're all paid off because that's why people do it. That's why, you know, some chick would get gang banged by 40 dudes. Why would she do that? What she's doing, of course, she's getting, she's getting paid a lot of money. So these, these, and that's, that's a weird analogy I just did, but I was, uh, had, I just came somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, it's money that, that's fun. Everybody's getting paid off or, uh, blackmailed. Okay. Yep, I was going to they're say blackmailed. They're paid off. They're yep. getting blackmailed, and uh, that's if they didn't take the money at first. Then they get blackmailed. Like, oh well, okay, I'll take the money because there's nothing I can do. So all this funding coming from one spot, one 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 area again, and then this control network grid is again taking orders from this one control system, and it's just uh, or one control, I should say, entity. And if you can't see that from just uh, the, the last two year and a half, then there's something wrong with you. Well, I mean, my God, it, you've got people that literally dress like they're in Star Trek, like Klaus Schwab in that thick German accent, telling you that you can't travel without blood samples, microchips in your brain, brain scans, COVID passes, and and you know, then you know, it all began with the two week mitigation that turned into what amounts to an alien invasion. I mean, it's like. It's like there's literally an energy or a force that hates human beings and it is doing anything and everything that it can to coerce billions of people into its cult. And, and that's, you know, that old line uh, from George Carlin, it's a big club and you ain't in it. 
Uh, really, I think it's a big cult, and you are in it. The people that participate in this, you are in the big cult. I'm Ryan Gable. This yeah. is The Secret Teachings. Uh, Mike, less than a minute uh, until the top of the hour if you want to finish your thought. Maybe like 30 seconds. Well, I was going to say, I mean, if you wanted a, a spooky, scary uh, haunted house, pump uh, claws his voice into the sound system. I mean, that should be scary. And I ever hear that guy speak? I mean, it sounds like it's so creepy, dude. It's it's terrifying. He sounds, I mean, he's got like these old uh, German Nazi ties, you know, uh, all this yeah. extreme wealth and power. And it's it's like, who is this guy? Where did this guy come from? I mean, he, plus, he, plus he dresses like an alien. He looks like something from Star Trek. It's all about assimilating your biological and technological distinctiveness with their own. Talk about all of this in the book, The Technological Elixir. Get your copy at thesecretteachings.info. It supports the show, keeps us on air. Subscribe to the show, www.thesecretteachings.info. More after this with myself, Ryan Gable, and Mike D. here on The Secret Teachings. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon as well. We'll be back. Lighting the void with The Secret Teachings of All Ages. It's KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. Do you like The Secret Teachings and Ryan's passionately balanced approach to subjects from food and health to the entertainment industry and the occult? Then check out Ryan's books, available in PDF and softcover with free shipping in the United States. For a practical, balanced, and unique look at the food industry, vaccinations, the theories of disease, and geoengineering, grab a copy of Food Philosophy. For a deeper look into artificial intelligence, UFO cults, black goo, and packs made with the devil in the music and entertainment industry, have a look at the technological elixir. Or look for Ryan's masterpiece, Occult Arcana, an encyclopedia of occult knowledge spanning from mythology and science to symbols and sigils, from ritual magic to voodoo, and from comparative religion and psychic abilities to paranormal activity. All three books can be purchased on the website at thesecretteachings.info, where you can read reviews from other authors and radio hosts around the world. Just visit thesecretteachings.info. Hey there, I'm Ryan Gable of The Secret Teachings, and I want to share something very interesting with you. It's no mistake that the CDC began recommending masks in April of 2020 and that people immediately had trouble adapting or breathing just a few weeks before George Floyd died in Minneapolis. After his death, people began chanting, I can't breathe on May 26th. It's no mistake that in June, this man with black skin who had been turned into a god was placed into a golden coffin, a real-life reenactment of the killing of Osiris in Egyptian myth. It's no coincidence the same month that this took place in the Twin Cities, a twin summit was taking place with the World Economic Forum, the implications of which we look at on The Secret Teachings. And these are the patterns and observations that we make on the show five nights a week, broadcasting on The Fringe FM. For more information, check out thesecretteachings.info or email us at rdgable at yahoo.com.
For a lot longer than most podcasts have been around, The Secret Teachings has been at the forefront of unique investigation into both the mundane and the extraordinary. Critical thought and controlled speculation allowed us to determine that the much-anticipated UAP report would be vague, unexplained, and would simply imply the need for defense against national security threats. We determined that sonic weapons were the cause of Havana Syndrome a full year before CNN acknowledged the same. We told you about the mind-controlled magic, sex slavery, and intellectual theft in the music industry long before Britney Spears spoke out about her conservatorship, and we've been removed from radio for refusing to censor our show over international child trafficking networks and sex cults long before Epstein didn't kill himself. This has been done with no budget, only your support, and a will to learn and succeed. And you can continue to be a part of the Secret Teachings journey as we broadcast Monday through Friday after lighting the void with Joe Roop, right here on KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM. KTLK Digital Broadcasting, The Fringe FM, brings you exclusively The Secret Teachings with Ryan Gable. Welcome back to the Secret Teachings radio broadcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. We are broadcasting on the Fringe FM, through the Fringe FM, the Fringe FM app, fringe.fm, around the world, all over the world, from the United States and Canada and Mexico to the UK, Japan, and Australia. It's a nightmare unfolding in Australia, coming to a country, a jurisdiction near you. A lot of this can be equated to what amounts to the metaphor and the literalism of an alien invasion. might sound quite outlandish, but when you begin to look at the evidence, including the subject of black oil as both a metaphor and technology from liquid metal gallium that literally transforms and controls itself like the T-1000 in the Terminator to uh, simulations of reality like the Matrix that It's called 6G that Samsung is working on. I mean, you have robot dogs now with sniper rifles on their back. wasn't too long before they just announced that that was the real plan of the robo dogs, and it wasn't because they wanted to help Grandma. An article I read a long time ago, they wanted to help Grandma in case she was in an earthquake and they couldn't find her. The dog would just go in there. And they show these videos of people just beating the shit out of these dogs, and they're like, look, the dogs won't hurt you. They're beating them with hockey sticks. And then they're like, well... We just we decided to put a sniper rifle on the back, you know. So they got guns now, and then you you know you look at um, the last year, uh, the UAP report that came out earlier this year uh, in the summer, uh, and it didn't tell us anything new. Uh, for some people, it was a revelation. Oh my God, the government disclosed that they considered that UAPs might pose, may pose, could pose, potentially pose a threat to national security. Like, that was new information, but real UFO investigators knew that that's ridiculous because UFOs have invaded sensitive military airspace for decades, literally for over almost a century now, Uh, and even before. I mean, some original UFO reports go back to 200-plus B.C. So 
UFOs have been around a long time. UAPs have been around a long time. Project Blue Book, Project Grudge, and Project Sign just identified and determined that about 90% in the final analysis of, of Blue Book, which was, all, which was also just already you know, hand-selected, pre-selected you know, cases, 90% were identifiable. 10% were not, so they kind of shelved the other 10%. But in that 10% are incredible reports. Alongside of that 10% are stories of nuclear missile silos being shut down during the Cold War on both the side of the Soviets and the side of the Americans. You know, then you have books written by former uh, 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 aerospace scientists, engineers, like uh, Norman R. Berggren, Ringmakers of Saturn, giant craft near Saturn. Subsequent photographs in recent years have shown that these similar, uh, similar kinds of craft have been photographed near the moon, near Mars, near the sun. Well, what are these things? They're not, they're not hairs on, on a, you know, a frame, a video, or a picture. These are massive objects. It's not a lot of, not a lot of talk about that, these rods, as I call them. You know, or just go back to uh, the technical report from NASA, technical report 277 or R277, just describing all these incredible anomalies of the moon. That's official NASA reports, a big, thick report, big, thick document. Air Force investigation in the 40s, looking at UFO sightings, hundreds of them, almost a thousand, about 800 or so, and, and determining that most of these were around atomic energy installations. I mean, even to this day, the, the state with the highest per capita UFO sightings in the country, a relatively desolate state, Idaho, they've got the highest per capita UFO sightings in the country. Why? Well, probably because the Idaho National Lab's out there. That's where they built the first nuclear reactors. That's where they have nuclear waste stored from the Hanford Laboratory in Washington State, one of the three main Manhattan Project laboratories. Los Alamos is one of the other ones where Oppenheimer worked on the atomic bomb, and they had UFOs over Los Alamos, over sensitive airspace. I mean, the Manhattan Project, only a handful of people even knew what was being built, reportedly. And yet these craft were on the scene. So that tells us there's something that is beyond human intelligence, and it's got access to information like you can't believe. So I don't know if it's jacking into some information field, uh, or it's from the future, or it's some projection of you know human consciousness or subconsciousness. I don't know what it is, but the evidence is absolutely beyond overwhelming that not only are we not alone, but human beings have been, for one reason or another, for protection or for, you know, I guess, acts of aggression uh, have been uh, interacted with, with uh, by these craft and by these beings. And I'm sure it goes much deeper and far beyond that. Mike D is my co-host tonight, my good friend joining us October 2021, almost Halloween. This is the uh, huge anniversary month for me going back to my first days in radio. Mike D was there for some of those first days. Mike, uh, everything I just mentioned, do you have any thoughts on that? Because this is some stuff that, you know, we've been covering and we've both learned a hell of a lot in the last decade. What are your feelings on all this? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I do think um, what's being uh, shown to us uh, via mainstream media is, a, again, a fear factor for uh, an alien invasion. Like, they're, they're running out of things to, uh, you know, of course, you know, we had a terrorist. Um, who knows? We might have terrorists again. They could pull that from just the whole debacle in Afghanistan now. But uh, then, of course, we just got hit with this uh, scamdemic, pandemic, fear factor. 
another uh, mind trauma, 9-11. And now this next one that's, um, you know, you should be in fear of an alien invasion um, because we think these, these beings are hostile. So, again, it's another mind F on uh, the people of the world, you know. Well, see, that's what, that's what is a little bit confusing to me. So you get some people, and this isn't a complete criticism. When I, when I give a complete criticism, I'll say the person's name. But you have some people that go out and they shine lasers up in the, the sky and they pay a lot of money for these lasers. And they've got protocols and they're talking to aliens and summoning alien spaceships. And, hey, maybe they actually are doing that. But they're usually of the mindset that aliens are all good. There's no negative, dark aliens, evil aliens, whatever. And I always kind of look at the people who say that and the, the one guy in particular who runs that group. I've got, you know, some respect for him, I guess. But I mean, he kind of looks like an alien. And he makes me think that, you know, he's like a PR representative for this evil alien race. He's just like a diplomat saying, don't worry, we're here and we're here to help you. Um, and it's not a cookbook. It's, you know, it's a book to help you. And then you've got others that are like, everything is evil. And, you know, that might kind of be from the government's perspective of saying, look, these things are dangerous. Don't have any interaction with them when, in fact, they're, they're trying to or rather they're they're only dangerous and a threat to national security. As far as the government's concerned, they might not be a threat to the rest of civilization. They might actually be a, a more of I don't want to say savior, but more of a, a guardian of civilization that is threatened by the use of nuclear technology. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. And then all tying into, um, you know, again, this, this massive uh, conglomerate of uh, different factions all working together for one agenda. And I'll just bring up again real quickly um, that, because uh, this is kind of recent news, that there were... Uh, uh, Pfizer emails that a whistleblower leaked um, concerning uh, the use of uh, fetal uh, tissue in mm-hmm. the vaccine. Uh-huh. Um, and they were reported uh, these emails to keep it on the down low and not discuss it. And um, uh, the lady, uh, Project Veritas, actually confronted one of the, the, the women that, were, that said put the kibosh on it. And she ran away from the camera. Uh, I got it's hilarious because she's like fat, so she's trying to run away from the from the interviewer that kind of uh, caught her out on the street. But again, this kind of runs into the uh, the Pope who who is pushing the vaccine, knowing full well that there's a uh, fetus tissue in these vaccines. So how how scary? I mean, that should be in itself the most one of the most scariest things that you've. Uh, you can you can find out on you know Halloween time. <laughs> oh oh yeah, I mean not not to mention the fact that you know when you start to look at these so-called quote unquote vaccines, people have suddenly become experts on this, and um, it's unfortunate personally that I get grouped into that because I've done this for so long, and others get grouped into this who have done this for so long, or maybe they haven't done it for so long, but they know what they're talking about. Um, and, you know, you have um, a lot of a lot of intentional disinformation, a lot of, I think, clowns like David Wilcock who spread nonsense. But then, you know, you have information that's there where it's like, why would you bring up the subject, Mike, of, of, of a so-called vaccine on a show that we've been focused on aliens? Well, when you start looking at what's in the damn thing, 
you know, some of the things people have seen, it takes us into the occult, it takes us into mythology, it takes us into the hydra, it takes us into black oil, it takes us into metaphor and movies and TV. I mean, what was the basis of the final uh, uh, revamped seasons of the X-Files? And what was the whole storyline of the X-Files? Alien colonization. Take a vaccine to protect you from the alien virus that just integrates you and assimilates you into the alien hive. We've been seeing that oh, yeah. since the 1990s. I, I think, How's this any well, different? You think, uh, I, you think that, what, you know, of course this kind of ties into the whole alien subject because the technology that they're using, this nanotechnology, where do you think we got it? That's, that's the question, or that's at least the implication. Where do, we, where do you think we got it? I mean, a lot of people think that there's technology that came from from what, from lasers and night vision to things like Velcro. Yeah, to super microprocessors, all that. Just the the advent of this technology jump that we've done in the last, you know, 20 years, it's just incredible, Uh, these jumps that we're doing where, you know, there was a time frame from the horse to the car that was a gradual, you know, kind of linear move technology wise where we're getting these jumps, you know, after in the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, we're getting these jumps of technology there. And then of course, a lot of this technology, like for instance, I saw some, um, concert from the, uh, seventies, right. On YouTube. And, uh, it was some BBC concert and the, 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 the clarity of this, and it wasn't remastered. It was the original showing that was shown on TV in like 1976 that the clarity, the color clarity of this, it was it's just, it would look like it was 4K. <laughs> <laughs> but yet they're still showing us fuzzy images of, of Venus and parts of Mars. And if you don't think something's going on, you can see these Google images where Google has put a, a black box around certain areas around the globe where they don't want you to see what's, what, you know, you got to think to yourself, why would they do that? Because they're trying like, to keep me researchers safe. researchers that have been using... These, I've got to give it props to these, these, these kids that have uh, been using Google Space and Google Maps and Google Planets for the last 10 years. Of find, you know, I guess they didn't think the public would find you know, people would be interested to go search uh, friggin' mile by mile of a certain section and take hours and hours. But there's people doing it, and they find things, uh, these anomalies on planets and in the U.S. and around the world where then uh, they find also where Google has put black boxes around where you can't even see, what, and that's under the ocean too. I've heard about the ocean stuff. I've never really looked into that too much myself. So, again, all this kind of floats back to the alien question. And, um, well, actually, it's, it's, it's not a question. The question is, is what's the end game? Uh, that's, the, that's the question. It's not... Do they exist? Oh, look at this. It's a, this Tic Tac. Look at this. We finally have the government saying that the aliens exist. <laughs> it's just like, you know, any, any decent researcher that's been, or even just person with common sense could tell you that this is just bullshit is what they're showing you on TV. I, I, I mean, you got to take into like legit eyewitnesses accounts of like the New Jersey fisherman, this normal dude that was just fishing on his normal fishing routine in this river in New Jersey where, uh, this guy, I forget his name, but this happened a couple of years ago. He's fly fishing in the river, uh, New Jersey somewhere. And I, I, down the river, 
he sees this thing just uncloak out of the blue. And as he walks to the, as he walks towards it a little bit, he can make it out. And it's a giant. He says, it looks like a giant praying mantis. Now this is a big, this is a big dude. Uh, in the interview, he actually uh, stated that um, he got so scared of this thing that he actually shit himself and he, uh, and he wasn't afraid to admit it. And, uh, he saw a cloak and de- and it kind of looked at him, glanced at him for what he said seemed like minutes, but it was probably just a couple seconds and decloaked. So these things, um, you know, are all around. And then again, tie into the alien thing again, you have missing people all over the world and missing people. That is, that is terrifying, man. State forces where a lot of these people have mapped out um, underground military bases where a lot of these places where people go missing in these state forces, there are uh, military bases underneath or close by. So who's snatching up these people and what are they being used for? And is, is this, a, again, an alien agenda or is this a human agenda? Or is this a human agenda basically mandated by an alien agenda? Or it, I mean, could, it could be a combination of that. It could be one or the other. Or it could be something totally different. I was looking at some reports recently of um, it's right around the time of the Gabby Petito case. Nobody was talking about this, though. Three-year-old kids, essentially simultaneously, just within a few weeks of each other, one in Australia, one in Canada, went missing both of them three years old, went missing for virtually the exact same amount of time, three days, survived uh, in the elements. I mean, in Australia, that's just unbelievable uh, in, the, in the, uh, the rural areas. And then in uh, Canada, in the, in the woods, just survived. And it's almost identical to the story of a Casey Hathaway in the Carolinas, uh, just disappeared out of his mom's backyard or grandma's backyard. Nobody could find him. Mom, dad, grandma, nobody could find him. And then they found him within a few feet of the property, just like the other two kids who went missing, a three-year-old who was tangled in some vines right behind the house. And he says that a bear took care of him. So then it's almost like this paranormal angle that there's something that like these kids or these people that go missing are slipping into other dimensions or portals and vortexes. And there's so much more beyond the, the, the mainstream and so much more beyond the stale narratives, even the, the stale paranormal narratives that we hear over and over again. I mean, life really is incredible, and we can get so much out of life when we pay attention to this stuff. i got to be honest with you, Mike. I was up you know, over the weekend. I, I couldn't even sleep Friday night. I was just absolutely uh, just so excited to get up and, and to keep researching and, and learning things because I was preparing shows for this week. Maybe I'm a little bit nuts, or maybe I'm just a nerd or a dork, but there's so much stuff I want to learn. I just I don't know how people can sit on their ass and do nothing all day and collect you know universal basic income because they love Biden. I don't get that. Yeah, or play video games all day. Uh, it's just um, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, again, exactly what you said. Like um, you know, again, it ties some of this alien stuff to, again ties in the paranormal. I mean, are these um, creatures these cryptid creatures uh alien are they from a different uh, planet are they interdimensional i mean um again then you have the people you know kind of uh point trying to trying to induce fear with these cryptids of you know oh there's a a guy who does a dog man channel on youtube that's very popular and he always states to the to the person oh you're lucky that dog man didn't kill you or didn't rip you to pieces and he's had ha- hundreds of people on there with these reports, uh, some being very close 
to these creatures, never has anyone been harmed or even killed or scratched or bitten by these things. But yet every time he's got to say, you know, well, you know, it's, it's, thank God you you weren't uh, killed by the dog man. <laughs> it's like, dude, you've had like a hundred people on there. No one's ever said that they were even uh, injured by these things. So why are you inducing fear on the masses by, you know, saying that every cryptoid or every alien is going to cut you in a thousand pieces? <laughs> well, I mean, well, if you get to fight the alien, and the best thing to do is put it in your freezer. I'm going to put the alien in your freezer like that old Art Bell story. That was the most one of the most ridiculous stories I, I've ever is heard, it? and I can't believe he even let that guy speak. I think he was just doing it for the sheer entertainment value of it. Um and for maybe possibly ratings, but uh, that was just so ridiculous. This uh, this guy um, <laughs> said he was out in Seattle, Seattle somewhere, Washington, in the woods with his dog, and a uh, a black spacecraft just landed next to him, and this alien came out and attacked him and his dog, and actually sucked his dog into the uh, black hole where it killed his dog. It's rough. And he was able to. Uh, knock the alien out with, I forget if he said how, I think he had a baseball bat on something, so he <laughs> knocked the alien out, yeah. and then uh, yeah. took the alien home with him and put him in the freezer, and then he said the, the Fed showed up at his place and stole the alien out of his freezer. Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, I have an alien in my yeah. freezer, so. <laughs> you know what, you know, actually, in all seriousness, I, I was listening to Art Bell when I was driving across the country, you know, four or five months ago when I was taking that cross-country trip, and, uh, uh, Hope was sleeping in the passenger seat. It was real late, and we decided I, I just wanted to drive because I did not want to get stuck in California, and we were going to go to the Redwoods. So I just kept driving. I popped on some Art Bell, and that is the show that came on. I just was like flipping through some of the Art Bell radio, and it, and and I heard Art Bell's like, all right, like I turned the channel and I heard, okay, so you're you're saying he's in the freezer? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, Art. He's in the freezer. And, and then what happened? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, this is classic. I I actually put Hope's phone up and I recorded it because I wanted to get that, <laughs> that audio. See, that, again, it's the, that's a good point. Again, you have the total bullshit and then you have like a, a legit guy who doesn't want to be, uh, you know, he did a couple of interviews and kind of just disappeared. Didn't want to be, didn't want to talk about it anymore, not making a dime off of it. And then you have people that want to try to sell, hey, look, I've got the alien's amulet that he left. Wow. It's twenty nine ninety five. Yeah, and you, you, know? get, you, get a, you can get a, a replica of that, huh? Yeah, you get a replica, sell it for $30. This is what he left behind. It's just, uh, it's just, I mean, but if you have any type of common sense and you do your research, I mean, you can obviously tell the fakes. Uh, but then again, there are some, with the advent of technology, you know, I've seen fake videos out there of things in the sky doing things that, um, you know, uh, shooting beams of light down that are fake, are known fakes, as as in the creator said, this is a fake, but it looks legitly real. And then with this kind of facial stuff that they're doing now where they can transpose people's faces, on, other people's faces on your uh, on your face, or even make up a face with this AI technology. Deep fake. Blending Deep fake and uh, the, vo the voice a, mirroring. Yes, where you have yeah exactly where you have this face that is basically no one's face, but it's just a made up face from different faces of a deep, of a deep fake. So, 
it's getting to the point where, you know, we're going to have a harder time finding the truth. And they know that for a fact. Of course. Absolutely. That's, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that we're told that this technology exists. And, and they, they, I read something, the, the, some news report, they're like, oh, yeah, some uh, guy uh, just invented deepfake on 8chan or 4chains or 2chains, whatever it was. I was thinking, that's a military technology. That's, that's not some kid who just wrote code. I mean, maybe he created something similar to it, but that's military stuff. So is, so is the neural dust and the smart dust and the neural grains. And when it, when it is a university developing it, they've always got ties to DARPA and the Department of Defense. I mean, hell, Mike, DARPA funded the mRNA vaccine development from Moderna, the same Moderna they found the pink and the black substance that was metallic in Japan, millions of doses, multiple lots, the same DARPA that funds the smart dust and the neurograin technology at major universities like UC Berkeley, for example, back in 2016, and then more recently, I think it was at Baylor University uh, and the University of San Diego, California, uh, and this stuff is just self-assembling micro nanoparticulates. Um, and then you've got, you know, the the the, the gallium uh, that was uh, turned into a liquid metal robot, which is powered by little shaves of metal, shavings of metal that you see in some of these videos of the so-called vaccines. It all has DARPA, DOD, military, aerospace industry technology written all over it. And the big question is, is that human development? Is it a result of human development or is it extraterrestrial? And then, you know, I start to sound like ancient aliens. Ancient alien theorists believe that just might be the case. It could be extraterrestrial. Ex- extraterrestrial theorist David Wilcock believes, you know. Yeah, but the thing is between with, with, with you, you're coming from a, a, you know, a center of truth. With those shows, it's just they know that they're lying. <laughs> they know what the what what the what if is is all bullshit, right? I mean, yeah. they know the truth. So that's where I would put the differences. I mean, you're generating questions based on um, you know fact and also heart and feeling, and um, uh, you know, l- legitimately not knowing. They're basing the questions off knowing, but lying. Yeah. So, know? so the real question is. What can get us higher ratings? Could it be extraterrestrial in nature? It's all about the ratings, you know, because if that show didn't have good ratings, it obviously wouldn't be on the air. There are plenty of shows that are really good shows, even TV shows that are fictitious, that are based on real things like the TV show Fringe. They took that show off the air because they said people didn't want to watch something that made them think when they came home from a hard day's work. I was like, you serious? So if, if you have to think too hard, then they, they cancel it. You get canceled. Or you, or you end up with, with terrible TV shows like Debris. I don't even know what that was. I wasted time watching that crap. And then people like, oh, oh you, yeah. you, you're, you, I was, did a show on these spheres last week, Mike, that were falling out of the sky over the last couple of years all over the world. And you know, I'm sure there was one person. I have a great audience. We have a great audience. But I'm sure there's one person thinking, oh, you saw that TV show Debris. No, I didn't see the TV show Debris. Well, I did. It was horrible. And that's not where I got my idea, okay? It's just like the laziness of, of, of referring everything to all, oh, that's just from science fiction. That's just from, you know, Star Wars or the movie Dune. Well, where do you think they got the ideas from for Star Trek? Where do you think Chris Carter got the ideas for the X-Files? He was pumped, admittedly, information from intelligence agencies. Not to mention, Mike, the Department of Defense, which is essentially DARPA, 
they're the ones that if you want access to military equipment to film movies and TV shows or to make documentaries, they have to sign off on the script. Or if you want financing, they'll give you money and then you have to put XYZ in your movie, in your TV show. So it's no wonder you see the same themes of black goo and aliens and possession and from movies and TV shows to the music industry because it all has the same funding and it's all the same archetype and the same symbol and sigil and talisman being placed in all those venues of entertainment. And they act like sigils that are powered through us watching and paying for that material. Yeah, I think Stanley Kubrick, Space Odyssey, in the original before it got edited, was actually had the... uh I had a military, um, I forget what who, what it was, I think it was the Department of Defense or something that he had listed as a thank you or something like that. In oh, there. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, for sure. They have to, anytime you, anytime you have something in your movie where it's, um, you know, some type of spy, CIA, FBI, some kind of intelligence agency, they have to review it first and sign off on it. Yeah. Um, especially if your movie, if you're writing a script and you cast them in the bad light, <laughs> uh, good luck trying to get, uh, you know, any type of tank or whatever you're trying to get from, from them. They're not going to give it to you. You're not right. going to even sign off on the script. So funny. These movie scripts are, again, these movies, as we know, are all control based programming. Oh, I mean, even the TV show, stranger things, I've said it a million times. The name of the show was actually called Montauk. And the military said, let me think about it. Now nah, you're not going to use the real project for your fictitious right. show. You can call it Stranger Things, and you can put it out in the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe they even kind of let, like, um, Star Wars out with the premise of, um, you know, make up the problem, provide the solution, gain All right. control. I've heard that George Lucas kind of based that loosely on, uh, you know, 9-11, or some, something to that effect I had heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's very similar to 9-11. It's a false flag. It's a problem-reaction-solution, no doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, he wrote the first Star Wars script in 1976. Um, so he had, obviously, um, and he was talking about the Clone Wars back in 1976. <laughs> right. So, um, obviously, he's he's got some kind of, and yeah, he cited some influences from, you know, Samurai Fights and Flash Gordon, but... You know, coming up with the whole clone thing and then, um, you know, perpetrating, uh, funding one side, this, this banking conglomerate of Star Wars, the, um, you know, the Federation, Trade Federation. The Trade Federation. That then, attacks, that, that then attacks the Republic. But the Trade Federation is being funded by uh, the Supreme Chancellor, who is then turns into be the Pal- Emperor Palpatine, who is basically funding and controlling the trade federation war between the republic and then so the republic had to defend themselves so they needed a clone army right that was commissioned and so they used the clone army to fight the trade federation and then um, afterwards the uh to 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 protect themselves uh against any threats the republic was turned into the empire the right, first galactic of, empire the, the Chancellor took control, turned into Emperor Palpatine. Um, that's all science a safe, fiction. A, a safe and secure world, right? So. <laughs> it's, it's all science fiction. It has absolutely no relationship to the real world, even if it was based on you know the simple archetypes of... Joseph Campbell was a mentor to, uh, to George Lucas for Star Wars. He said that he was one of the best pupils he ever had. 
Uh, Mike, are you going to stay with us? We've got 30 seconds. Are you going to stay with us for the final segment? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. We'll be back in just a moment with Mike D. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. Grab a book. Subscribe to the archive. Weekly, monthly, and yearly subscriptions. With the yearly, you get a free copy of one of the books, free shipping in the U.S., access to the whole show archive, the montages, and the digital books, www.thesecretteachings.info. And also, don't forget, Pro One Water Filters and our behind-the-scenes content from Patreon. Check it out. Patreon, The Secret Teachings. We'll be back. You could listen to this. And again, you know, people say David has no evidence. David has no evidence, but... I hate this channel. Or you could listen to The Secret Teachings with myself, Brian Gable, five nights a week on The Fringe FM. And join us to explore the outer limits of history, symbolism, parapolitics, and more. We'll explore a little of everything, but don't take my word for it. I'm kind of like you. I'm a last of a dying breed, a generalist. That's thesecretteachings.info and The Fringe FM. If you're interested in all things that include the occult, from witchcraft to voodoo, and from mythology to alchemy, then why not check out the book Occult Arcana, complete with hundreds of beautiful images. Maybe you want to look at technology, black goo, UFOs, and demonic pacts made in the entertainment industry. Check out the technological elixir, black goo, transhumanism, and invoking AI. Or if that's not enough and you want a practical look at food, lifestyles, and ingredients, even those in your pet food, with free solutions to better health, then check out Food Philosophy. All three of these books are available in softcover or PDF at www.thesecretteachings.info That's where you can read reviews, see pictures and even order yours today. It not only supports The Secret Teachings and Fringe FM but most importantly it supports you. They all say the same thing. They're all like, you know, over the last four years, everything good that happened was because of us. And we would have done more good stuff if it wasn't for those guys. And then the Democrats go, oh, we did all the good stuff. <laughs> like you're all working for the same guy. Want more of The Fringe? Check out thefringe.fm for more information on your favorite shows. Also, don't forget to check out the Fringe mobile app or the other ways you can tune in through the Paranormal Radio app and talk stream live. Where the normal and paranormal collide, it's the Fringe FM. Attention, you are tuned into restricted airspace. Tune out immediately. This is KTLK Digital Broadcasting, the Fringe FM.
I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio, broadcasting Monday through Friday, five nights a week here on The Fringe FM. Our show archive is available. If you missed an episode, you missed any of tonight's show, you'd like to go back and listen or to any of our shows to download and stream them with your subscription at www.thesecretteachings.info. That's www.thesecretteachings.info. The email rdgable at yahoo.com. The social media, facebook.com forward slash thesecretteachings. And of course, Patreon for behind-the-scenes content. Go over there and become a patron. We've got a handful of patrons already over there. Behind-the-scenes videos and more. You can tell me what you want to see only on Patreon. That is The Secret Teachings on Patreon. There's a link actually on the website. Make it easier to find it if you're not familiar with Patreon. Tonight I am joined by my good friend and co-host Mike D. as we enter the final segment of the broadcast. It's been uh, 10, 11, 11 or so years since I first stepped in a radio station. This is the anniversary month, October 2021. And a few years after that, Mike D., who was a listener of that radio station uh, started doing some radio with me and we've been through quite a bit several uh, radio networks together others that I've been through uh, without Mike uh, and it's really great to talk with you Mike in general uh, not to mention just having uh, the ability to sit down and have this conversation tonight uh, this is something uh, whether you're smoking weed or you're getting drunk uh, or you're sober as can be uh, I'm sure that uh, and I hope that you're learning something from tonight's show as a funny thing is like you talk about this kind of stuff, people look at you like you're smoking, you know, dope or you're snorting coke or you're on some kind of drug, some kind of, you know, hallucinogenic substance, mushrooms, LSD. It's like, no, I'm just like, I'm like connected to some energy, call it God, call it spirit. And it just drives me to learn and drives me to produce just because you have to do blow to get that same feeling. Doesn't mean that I do. Doesn't mean that Mike does. Doesn't mean that any of you listening do. Uh, I think there's some kind of energy. Once you connect to it, my God, it's like extremely empowering, Mike. I mean, there's been um, of ancient documents and um, these old religions, cults, where they have, um, they wear the mushroom caps, you know? Yeah. Or it's actually the, the psychedelic mushrooms. Um, the am- the Amanita? Con- yes. Connect your consciousness to the one. You need to take these... Um, Pollution is you can easily connect to source and whatnot. Um, I've never done any of that stuff, but um, I don't know. You know, maybe it does open up gateways in, into the mind, soul, consciousness of these chemicals that help your body connect uh, easier for meditation. But I've never done it, so I can't really uh, comment on that. What I can comment on is, uh, is a back to the alien thing. Is um, This was a story back in 2018 that I felt was very interesting because I was just very confused by it. So uh, there's this observatory in uh, New Mexico. I believe it's called the Sunspot um, Observatory in New Mexico. And 2018 uh, was completely shut down. Um, as in everybody in working um, at the observatory and the town um, were basically evacuated from this observatory. Um, Now, if I remember correctly, um, 
they said that the FBI was brought in too, and I think another federal agency uh, that conducted um, the evacuation of this observatory. Now, people speculated, um, you know, why this would happen. Um, you know, some people say that it was some some type of Chinese spy was taking uh, information from this observatory, which I feel dubious because China has their own satellites and everything else. Why would they need to steal information from this one? No, that's well, that, that that they must have gotten the wrong address. They were looking for Nancy Pelosi's office, and they just oop, stopped in New Mexico. <sighs> exactly. And then uh, another story brought up that somebody in there was looking up child porn on one of the computers, and so uh, the FBI was at, uh, was brought in, and the whole town was evacuated before it, like a janitor there or something. Yeah, I don't know if I believe That's another that. Story. Yeah, definitely not. And then another story was, oh, it's because someone um, recorded uh, some uh, UFOs and uh but, you know, I'm sure that happens all the time with these observatories, and I'm sure there's a protocol for it when you yeah. find certain things, which you're supposed to do. Delete, uh, I delete. Don't feel, <laughs> yeah, control, control, delete. But I just, I, I don't feel that was the case either. So something very weird was going on um, there, and uh, I still don't have the answer for it, but I feel that it's, I just get a, a, a creepy sense of something. Maybe, um, an astronomer there, you know, saw or has data that an asteroid's going to hit in a certain date, you know, from this position, and he was going to release that information. And they came in. Who knows? But some of these other theories that they came up with, I just don't. I definitely don't agree with. But um, well, it's, that's it's, it's, it, again, this, it doesn't get. Ta- it wasn't really a mainstream uh, article, but it should have been because it's very bizarre. Well, that's one of those things, Mike, where, you know, the Wilcock hounds, they just come barking because you take something that's real, you know, and you manufacture this false narrative around it. And when people question the false narrative as being totally, you know, effing ridiculous, like, what is this guy with the fake teeth talking about? You know, you can prove it because, well, that facility was actually shut down, according to reports. So you can just make something up. And the media does it just as well as anybody else does it, or Wilcock does it just as well as the media does it. You don't actually have to show any evidence or any proof. You can just be like, you know, reptilian aliens were walking around out in the desert near this facility, and they had to quarantine it and shut it down. And you're like, what proof do you have of reptilian aliens walking around in the desert? What are you talking about? Well, here's the report from mainline media. They did shut down that observatory, and people are like, oh, okay, I guess you're telling the truth. Not to, you know... They're not going to look into it and, and determine, well, it had nothing to do with reptilian aliens. They just shut the facility down, and then we can debate on why you want to talk about it, but it has nothing to do with this other parallel claim. That's kind of it's just a horrible, terrible, disgusting fallacy and a trick that people play on the public. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. To, to Obviously, the one thing is to make money. But, again, I, I do think the, some people out there, including um, – fake teeth i i think he is paid by certain agencies to put out this information oh I mean, i'm i'm quite certain it, of that at this point yeah i mean yeah he was making some decent money off those a- ancient alien checks but um <laughs> you know i mean we kind of did the research a little bit on his background um and uh his uh so-called finances and um yeah i think this guy is definitely a paid 
a paid agent. And there's no way that um, some of the things he was talking about where other people on YouTube talked about where they were immediately removed and kicked off YouTube. Right, right. Um, he went through the little ploy where he was like suspended for a week because he uh, plagiarized uh, somebody's information. And, uh, you know, he was, he was banned for like a month. But he was never uh, booted off. He's still on there right now, making money off YouTube. Hey, getting Gaia money. This guy's like, he's he's been on YouTube making all these claims. Remember when that was that was going down with the YouTube page? He was such a pussy. He wouldn't even acknowledge. Like he's like, well, if you know, if you count to eighteen in the alphabet and then subtract one, that's the letter we're talking about. You know, it's in code. I got to get out a. I got to get out a Baconian cipher to try to figure out what the hell this guy's talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he literally did but that. He was, I had but he sound was, but clips he was of dropping it. that name beforehand too, before he started dropping code words, and he yeah. he, he wasn't booted. You know. Well, exactly, but he had to pretend and, like he's you know threatened, like when his other con artist friend Corey Good, you know, would get on stage with a bulletproof vest, like he was Junior from Reno Nine One One, and it was all just theater. Wearing that yeah. vest, wearing that vest was like wearing a, a a mask. It's just theater. It just give it provides the perception that you you're threatened or that you you know you care about other people. It's the same thing. It's just psychological. Yeah, it's like that. It's like that shitty rock band Kiss, where they put on uh, makeup <laughs> to give them that theater look. And um, I'm going to get you're going to get hate email for that. Oh comment. yeah. Oh, I know I will. Yeah, but I do think they're a shitty rock band, though. That's just my opinion, but. Um, Again, yeah, like you said, put on the makeup, you know, let's get some attention. Let's start, let's let substandard uh, four chord songs can make, you know, let's, we need something else here. Let's put on these, uh, these, these outfits and this makeup, you know. <laughs> can, can you, can you hear, I'm going to see if I can play the Wilcock. Can you hear Wilcock? To sort through this horrible stuff and try to extract the food. Can you hear that? Yes. Oh, yes. you can hear it. Okay, I didn't know if it was going to play on the same channel. So this is the Mike, the new Mike Adams interview, which I, I don't know if I have much respect for Mike Adams after this, but so, so Mike, here's my challenge: March first, twenty twenty two, Madison Square Garden. The Mike Adams. Look at this guy's teeth. They are faker than a three dollar bill. David Wilcock, dumpster liberation championship dive off. You and I are going to compete. See, this is how he starts it off. It's a little joke. It's funny. And then he tells you he's been on Ancient Aliens Bring in David Wilk- 300 times Cock or something. right here, David. It's an honor to have you on. I've enjoyed so much of your material over the years. You've done so I have, too. It's quite comical. So much. You're a pro- prolific creator and thinker. So thank you for joining me today. Yeah, he's, he's got a good imagination. It's an honor. Well, thank you. I, I kind of look at both of us as professional dumpster divers. You know, we have to sort through this horrible stuff and try to extract the food. So... So, Mike, here's my challenge. And then uh, earlier, it's it's just, it's so, oh, my God, it's like creepy, the hair. And I think he's got like, he's getting tans done now. And (laughs) he sounds like this, like, CEO that came into a place I used to work that um, this this finance company brought in the CEO to try to turn the company around. And the guy came in, his first speech was in perfect, same voice as Wilcock was. Are you with me? <laughs> Let's go. Teamwork, yeah. teamwork, teamwork, right? 
Yeah. Then he took his. Then he. Then the place shut down, and he retired to a log cabin in in a in a Atlanta, like a million dollar log cabin. <laughs> and then the workers, there's like a hundred workers. Everybody got laid off. Are you with me? That's a total Wilcock. This guy looks like. I don't even know if that's his real hair anymore. Honestly, he looks like he's got a, a um like a wig on or something with a bald cap. Those giant faked. It looks like he's got a pair of those like Halloween teeth in. I actually think that if we could like really make the dumpsters very, very unpleasant. I'm sure you get this too. You know, you go to the store or something, you just want to buy your audience may or may not know. Um, I've always been a ufologist as my main passion. It led to a lot of television exposure through ancient aliens of which I'm in like over a hundred episodes. Plug. So I'm sure you get this too. You know, you go to the store or something, you just want to buy something and, and you start having these really cool conversations with people, you know? Yeah, except those ones oh, that... Although, because people because rec- he's such a star that people recognize him, right? Oh, absolutely. Except those conversations at Contact in the Desert that got your ass booted because of the con that you were running with that scumbag weasel. I don't even remember what the guy's name What was that scumbag weasel? A little guy, the smoothie king. Uh, Jordan... Um... Sather, yeah, Jordan Sather. Jordan Sather, yeah. This yeah. this guy Ryan Gable came up behind me and he he attacked me. He repelled from the palm tree down and he got behind me in the audience and was screaming at me. Then they released the video and I'm like, "Hey Jordan, tell me uh, how you made all this stuff up." And then he backpedals. This Ryan Gable guy, a bunch of scum. I've been on a hundred episodes of Ancient Aliens, and then you tell the joke and you got to make people like it, it, this guy's just been trained. He's no different than, oh, yeah. you know, all these intelligence operatives, you know, the former CIA, former Defense Intelligence Agency, Facebook whistleblower. It's all just a big freaking scam. I think that, like, uh, because he has declined so much in the last couple of years um, that um, for punishment, the, the, his controllers actually made him get that fake teeth. <laughs> they made because him get the if teeth. You listen to him, if you listen to him talk, it sounds like he's struggling to speak clearly with those with those teeth in you know like and i love that. like a, i mean i enjoy he, he sounds he sounds different than he used to with those with those choppers well he said he had to get him remember we have the clip because the cabal made him chew his chew his teeth down with anxiety that oh, aspect right. of it yeah ufos have traditionally been probably the most fringe of the fringe scene you know you could kind of argue I, I don't think that's true but okay conspiracy theory and ufos are in the same boat but even then there's people who can totally believe in the cabal but don't believe that there are actual extraterrestrial humans or any Dude, other- this guy's teeth are wild man <laughs> <laughs> where can they see his teeth because uh is it uh, <laughs> a youtube video no it's it's a listener mike adams david wilcox a listener sent this to me uh, on Brighton, Brighton, Brighton okay. TV. It's uh, David Wilcock interviewed by Mike Adams about about cosmic awakening. Um, you know, if you can't find it, just email me. I'll send you a link. But yeah, a listener sent this to me, and I actually had two people send me messages about this Wilcock guy recently. One sent me the link, and then someone else was like, "You keeping track of this guy? This guy is getting weirder and weirder." I've, I have, I just haven't looked at it because I'm not obsessed. So then I look back at him, and he's just like these teeth. You're right. He's having trouble talking. Other type of extraterrestrials visiting us. Now, in my case, I had dreams about UFOs ever since I was two years old that were incredibly dramatic, uh, where I would have them landing Kenobi. in my yard. What's that, Mike? Kenobi. Yeah, he, he, well, he, yeah, that's right. He said his father was Obi-Wan Kenobi. 
It's like he watched Star Wars that night and then he went to bed and had a dream and he woke up and he said that was like his father talking to him. And it's like literally you just watched Star Wars, which was a huge thing. You had a dream about it. It wasn't an Edgar Casey revelation. Edgar Casey also said the world was going to end in the 90s and it never happened. So let's see what else. He dreamed about UFOs. And, uh, and then I would be speaking to an older man uh, who had like white hair and a white beard and, and a robe that was white. Uh, that was quasi quasi <laughs> that was the uh, the doctor at the psychiatric ward. Yeah, that and was, was actually the a hobo on East Philadelphia. When he was passed out on the side of the road in Schenectady, New York. Friendly. And uh, when I saw Star Wars... Oh, 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 he's, he's actually, he's mentioning it. Came out, which I guess was 77. Um, he became Obi-Wan Kenobi after I saw the movie. So literally, he just he just said it. He saw, okay, hold on a second. Ending in my yard, uh, and then I would be speaking to an older man uh, who had like white hair and a white beard and, and a robe that was white. And he was very friendly. And uh, when I saw Star Wars, when it came out, which I guess was 77, um, he became Obi-Wan Kenobi after I saw the movie. <laughs> Prior to that time, it didn't look like Obi Wan Kenobi. But uh, and another strange thing was that my dude, I'm isn't, a, that, isn't that crazy? How I just mentioned that? Like I knew I felt like he was going to bring that shit up. I've never, I've never seen this video. When he said that, I was out of my seat. It was like a black church in here. I'm up here. I'm waving towels. This is this guy is a what a piece of work, man. But he's I, got like a he's for these some of these interviews. I, I did realize in the past that he has a set script. Oh, yeah, he's um, reading it. You so can see him in the video I, reading it. Yeah, that's why I knew, like, I think this is, I mentioned Kenobi because I, I felt that that was going to go into the Kenobi scheme again. Jitterbird Kenobi. Your father was Obi-Wan Kenobi, all right. Or what, whatever, he was seeing Jesus. I mean, he's, he's describing, see, this is the thing, like, if you read um, the revelation of, of, of John in the Bible, this is pretty much what John describes when he said he saw Jesus in the heavens and he saw this v- vision of the, of the apocalypse or Armageddon or whatever you want to call it, um, which is a revelation, what he saw as Armageddon. I mean, Wilcock is, I just read Revelation or part of Revelation last night, some of it for kind of for research. And this guy's literally just quoting like Revelation mixed with Star Wars, mixed with some hallucin- hallucination that he had. He's putting it all together, and then he's putting in these teeth, and he's getting on Mike Adams. My parents. How does that? What is? How does he go? How does he segue from the from the Kenobi? I want to hear. Parents actually called my my brother Obi Wan before Star Wars. Came. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make it up, man. You cannot make. How is Mike Adams sitting there with a straight face? Out, believe it or not, they started calling him Obi Obamias. They called him Obi Wan. Before Obi Wan Kenobi, so even well, okay. all the way back, sure. <laughs> yeah, George Lucas got that from you and your and your mom back then. That was a very strange thing. My whole family was very shocked <laughs> when we saw Star Wars and realized that my brother, specific, my brother was in the movie. Name is Obi Wan. We'd already been calling my brother. That's that's just strange, and so that's when that's when I guess Michael first showed. <laughs> he took a sniff. <laughs> he took a sniff of some blow there uh, a couple of seconds ago. Yeah. Oh, he definitely did something before this interview. I would I would probably like, think. And then he said he said Michael showed up. I hope that isn't the archangel because that would be a one hell of a series of events. That the old man is is what we're now seeing as Archangel Michael, but. 
So now the arch- so the archangel was Obi Wan. They called his brother Obi Wan. Then they saw Star Wars and they thought they thought, oh my God, we've been calling my brother Obi Wan. And then this Jesus revelation of John character that was Obi Wan Kenobi actually really wasn't any of those things. It was the archangel Michael coming to talk to David Wilcock. I mean, this guy is just hitting every avenue. Christian, theology, mythology, science fiction, and then boom, back into back into Christian iconography. My God. I had very vivid Train. dreams all my life, and then when I was in, uh, when I got out of college, I started writing them down. So I wrote my dreams down every morning for four years, which in and of itself is quite a feat. Yes, because it was the script for the Star Wars series. All right. we're, out of, we're, out of, we're out of time playing this clown. We should do a whole show. I mean, that was literally like two minutes of Wilcock. I mean, it was gold. Yeah, hey, uh, everybody out there listening, if you want to hear Ryan and I do a show on this guy, please email him, let us let him know. Please. And we'll, please. we'll, we'll do it. Yeah, I actually... I haven't heard it, but just this, just this beginning, again, it's just... Um, so ridiculous that I'd like to comment and listen on the whole thing. This is a uh, this trained uh, state actor. It's only 24 minutes too. So this is like just, we could do this in two segments, break it down 12 minutes, a segment, 12 minutes, of commentary on top of that. We could do, we could break that down oh, yeah. pr- pretty easily. Yeah. Let me, let me know if you want to hear another Wilcox show. In fact, if you're interested in those, some people don't know anything about this or the history of Wilcox and you know, this radio show, but if you're interested and you do know about that, you can go to the website. You don't have to be a subscriber. Look at the show archive link at the top of the page. Hover your cursor over it like a UFO or UAP, and then scroll down, and you'll see a, a link that says Cosmic Scam Shows. And if you click on that, it'll open up a free archive with a picture of David Wilcox saluting the secret teachings, literally. And then there's a list of uh, a, a large portion of shows we've done uh, with Mike D mostly, but also with others like Stephen Cambion uh, and Joe from the Carolinas, which was a real good, good interview back when we uh, did that show. So there's a whole bunch of shows that they're all free. Plus, there's uh, uh, some Kev uh, Baker shows there as well on the Blue Chickens that we've uh, we've talked about in the past. All that's free. www.thesecretteachings.info for the whole archive, though. Subscribe, please. Subsp- uh, subscribe, support the show, and uh, get yourself a copy of one of my books. Occult Arcana, Food Philosophy, and the Technological Elixir, Mike D., about 45 seconds until crunch time here to wrap it up. So, any final thoughts? Yeah, I would just say that, um, you know, everything we kind of talked about, we hit on. um, Again, um, I kind of say this a lot, but, I mean, it's basically, um, and I think your listeners kind of know, so it's kind of redundant, but. You know, you just basically have to do your own research and use a little bit of common sense and see how everything is, is connected to basically tell these frauds. I mean, you'll be, and once you do that, I think um, a lot of your listeners already know you can you can tell the frauds like in a split second. You can you can tell these these ex CIA guys coming forward now saying that you know UFOs are real and they're a threat. Uh, you know why they would be doing that. You know. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, other than that, it was, uh, good to be back on. It was a good show. Yeah. I appreciate you joining me, Mike. And I uh, appreciate all of you listening, whether early in the morning, afternoon, late at night, 
whenever, wherever you're listening around the world. Thank you. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM, airing Monday through Friday. The website, www.thesecretteachings.info. Really cool conversations with people, you know? And I love that. I mean, I enjoy that aspect of it. Unless someone criticizes you, of course. That's uh, David Wilcock. We'll probably get into a Wilcock show. I don't know. uh, Same new teeth. Still the same old scam. We'll come up with a, a new title for it. Uh, the Cosmic Scam Shows are free on the website, regardless if you're a subscriber. Check them out, rdgable at yahoo.com, Patreon, The Secret Teachings. And also, we're doing a little fundraiser for The Secret Teachings starting uh, around Halloween. Our Escape from New York fundraiser will be moving the uh, studio out to the American Southwest, which is going to be a real cool place to do radio. I'm going to try to get everything set up to do uh, the live call-ins again. So if you have any uh, dollars laying around, a few bucks, you want to support the show in that way, rdgable at yahoo.com is the PayPal email. There'll be more from myself tomorrow night, and there'll be more from Mike D coming up sometime soon. Mike, thanks so much. Yeah, not a problem. Take care. All right, bye-bye. White Bat Audio is the music tonight. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast.